This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. We're here after a pretty painful one-all draw with Bristol Rovers. Last second penalty, uh, two points away from us in, in the big fight for playoffs, which I think we really, really need to, to improve if we're going to get into. Uh, joining me today are three of the regular lads, the top boys. Uh, first off, after about two years away, Jamie Page. How are you, mate? Yeah, I just took my headphones off, remembering the old intro and how loud it was in my ears. Um, so sorry about that at the start. Um, I'm good. Yeah, unfortunately, the performances haven't been too good while I've been away, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get down to why that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, that's how long you've been away. We haven't done the intro for ages now, um, which is probably for the best for everyone's ears, to be honest. Um, we've also got Chris Matthews Redwood. How are you, Chris? Mm. Hello, mate. <laughs> You're like, come on, let's get the energy up. We we drew, we drew. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. I think I think we're all getting to a certain acceptance now. So yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's it's just been poor, hasn't it? I mean, it feels like ages since we. I can't remember the last time we won two games in a row. It's it's been a long time, hasn't it? Um, so yeah, morale's a bit down, but you know you never know with uh, with this team. And last but certainly not least, uh, now the most famous man here. Um, go on, Vic. Give us give us a quick plug. Plug your documentary. How are you, mate? Um, I've been better. I've been better after that performance yesterday. But other than that, we're doing good. We're doing good. Vic, you've got to plug the documentary now. Oh, you? Okay. <laughs> Please tune in to. Married, Seek and Wanting a Baby. It's available on the BBC iPlayer for the whole year. So uh, check that out. We're very proud of, of, of you, Vic. We really are. Thank you. Guys. Yeah, so, so for people that didn't see it, uh, Vic and uh, his, his lovely wife, Serena, have done uh, a bit of a documentary and it's really worth a watch. So, yeah, as Vic says, go check it out. It's there for a year. It's a bit of a documentary. It sounds like a YouTube channel. It's on BBC <laughs> One, mate. Yeah, I know, I know. BBC I plays in the big leagues now. He's in the big leagues. Right, perfect. Straight in on the football. Um, Jamie, uh, you, you know where I'm going with this because I told you just before we started recording. Was it a pen? No. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. Wait, wait a minute, yeah, it was, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember all the things you told me off, off, uh, yeah, off air and what we've been talking about. Um yeah, for me, I always do the if if it was role reversal, uh, would I want a penalty? 
it was one of those where it was up in the air. Yes, their player made the most of it and it probably could have been a foul going the other way. But if that was David McGoldrick in the last moments of, of uh, you know, in the box at Pride Park, I'd want I'd want a penalty. So, yeah, I, I think it was a penalty. I think it was a little bit foolish. But I think a draw was a fair result. Actually, they probably deserve to win. So it's uh, it's not going to upset me too much. I know there's a lot of people that, are, that have been quite upset about that. And maybe Chris and, and Vic uh, are those in that camp, I guess. Yeah, I, I just going to say, um, before I come to you, Chris, I do think, I, I thought it was a pen, to be honest. Straight off the bat, I thought it was a pen. Um, I think when you watch it slow down and really slow it down, uh, there's not really any contacts on Harvey White at all. And he lands on the bloke's leg. And when you're in that situation and, you know, someone's got the wrong side of you and you've brought them down, it's always going to be a penalty, I think. And as you say, if, if that was one of our players, I've been screaming at the ref, um, you know, fans would probably be singing a song about the EFL or something like that if it hadn't been given. So, yeah, I, I think it was a pen. Uh, Chris, you, you put in the group chat yesterday, we were just having a chat about it. Um, you put that you didn't think it was a pen. How come you thought that? I just think there's no other reason for Harvey White to go down unless he'd been fouled. That's that's my angle on it. I think it it... it it was, it, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not 100%, but it was a really odd one. He fell over and then the Bristol Rovers player fell over him. Mm. I don't get why he would have gone down. I mean, I, you know, you might think, yeah, he's from the, from the academy in the Premier League. He was going down looking for it, but it was an easy header away. You know, worst case scenario, if he stays on his feet, he heads it behind f- for a corner, doesn't he? So mm. I don't know. It, it was a confusing one. And yeah, you're right. What Jamie said, if it had been on the other foot, would I have been screaming for it? Probably. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I'm, I'm, not 100% that it was or wasn't a penalty. I ju- it was just a really odd tackle and a really odd stage of the game. Um, when I say, if he just stayed on his feet, if he hadn't been fouled, he just nods it behind. I'm not saying we wouldn't have we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have conceded from the following corner because we probably would have done, but <laughs> I just I just yeah, it's one of those, and I've had to look at it 30, 40 times. So the the, the ref only had one view on it, but what Paul Warren said about it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Paul Warren was just emotional, wasn't he? I mean, we'd held out, and, and we'll get into the way the team played. And I've just seen David Clarkson's put a a comment on YouTube where we do live stream all these episodes and he's put um, Collins, what's the point? We will get onto that, don't you? We will get onto our, our strike force and yeah, and, and and how it's shaping up. But yeah, we, we sort of, we went ahead really early on, tried to hold on. Vic, I say, we'll, we'll get onto it a little bit later on, but I, I really don't like the way Derby are playing at the minute. I know it's easy to say when we're losing, you know, a lot of games and drawing a lot of games. I don't like the fact we keep scoring early on and then sitting back and inviting pressure and slowing the game down. And it really gives them a bit more, it gives them motivation. It gives them impetus if they've stayed in the game for that long. It's it's hard, isn't it, conceding late goals? I mean, what did you make of it all? I, was, I mean, first ten minutes we were we were great. We were making chances. We got we got the early goal. I thought, right, we're going to kick on from here. Peterborough lost earlier on in the day, so it given us the incentive to chase it. Let's go and get the three points. Put ourselves back in the top six. McGoldrick gets the goal. I thought, right, we're going to get two three here, and then we just sat back. 
like for no random like we're in the ascendancy. Bristol Rose couldn't deal with us for those first ten minutes, and then we sit back. We invited them back into the game. We are the architects of our own downfall. It's not just the Bristol Rovers game. It's happened week upon week now since Paul Warns won that bloody award. We, we, we've not been that great since we tasted defeat against West Ham. Change of formation, whatever. We'll talk about that a bit later. But yesterday, it was just so frustrating to see us become a shadow of ourselves from 10 minutes onwards. Bristol Rovers were the better side. Put us under pressure. You know what? It was, it's frustrating to watch because we could have won that game yesterday. We could have been in the top six now. We probably would have been fifth. Um, actually, you know, Bolton won. I can't remember, I can't remember how that worked. But yeah, it's frustrating because we just, we, we're just not taking the opportunities when they're coming to us. If we'd got yeah. a hat full like we should have done, we would have been fifth. That's what's so annoying. Yeah. Mm. But you could say that again about the MK game as well. Um Obviously, we we didn't do an episode after that because it was Easter time. So I hope everyone had a really nice Easter. Um, but you know, we played Forest Green. They had a couple of great chances to equalise, and we did sit back and we only scored late on because their defender decided to give McGoldrick a goal. And Milton Keynes, same, exactly the same game. We score early on, and then we're sitting back, defending, 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 defending. They equalise. And and it's the same every single game. We we seem to get a goal ahead, and then we try and slow the game down. The MK Don's game, we were time wasting after about I can't remember when the goal went in, but it was about five minutes after the goal went in, and we were slowing the game down. I remember Hayden Roberts went to take a throw in and to sort of knock the ball to the advertising board before going and picking up, and that's at home in the first half, and and we're doing it every single week and. Jamie, I mean that negative style of play. I've got, I've got it written down here. It's we're time wasting. We're being slow and predictable. Why do you think we've started doing that? Because we're all knackered, maybe as fans, <laughs> as as players, as management. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what the you know everyone said. It, it's a case that we can't seem to put teams away, um, and I feel like maybe we know we can't put teams away, and that's potentially why we're seeing what you you've just said there i mean mk dons we should have been we should have been home and dry you know we had those opportunities mendes lang was very wasteful um in the in the first half and it was always it's typical derby county i mean it's it only takes the opposition one chance to score and, and you just knew it was coming um so that that was no surprise i think the difference between the two games is Yesterday was a point gained, in my opinion. Whereas I think against MK Dons, that was two that was two points lost. So actually, over the grand over everything, um, I think uh, yeah, it, it kind of it's one of those that potentially is is worked its way out. Sorry, I'm getting a bit of uh, feedback, Chris, from your from your headset. <laughs> Just my and it's my disbelief at what you've just said. <laughs> come on, come back at me. I'm here. Go, on, Chris. Go on. Like that was that was not a point gained yesterday. I'm sorry, that feels like a defeat now. It does. Do you want, uh, and do you want me game. to expand? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I used to have, and and you know, I think the last few, up until the last few games, I used to have a real understanding of what Paul Warren was doing. I used to know what subs he was going to make. I and I realised why he was why he was doing it. I used to have a real handle on what he was doing. But that handle's broke, to be honest. Um, 
you know, I know we'll go on to three five two and and all of that, but it, uh, with Derby County away at Bristol Rovers, we go one nil up, one nil up early. With the quality we have on that pitch, we should have been and the Milton Keynes game. We could we should have been three four five five nil. Um, it's just so frus so frustrating. Um, and can we go on to three three five two next? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's where I was going to go. Um, yeah, I've done a little bit of research, right? I was telling you guys beforehand so it doesn't come as a shock. Um, we've played 11 games under one, playing 3 5 2. Um, we'll get onto the tactical side, I'm sure, afterwards. Um, we've played 11, we've won four, we've drawn four, we've lost three, right? Oh, that sounds fine, that sounds decent. But when you look at the teams that we've played and the results that we've got, it, it gets substantially worse. So the, the wins were against MK Dons, Cambridge, Accrington and Forest Green. The draws were against MK Dons, Bristol Rovers, Portsmouth and Exeter. And we lost twice against Ipswich and to Port Vale. When you look at those teams, not a single team above MK Dons who are in 19th, we've beaten playing that back three. We've either drawn or lost, and that's on seven occasions. The only time we've beaten any team with this this strategy or this tactic has been the worst teams in the league, teams that are pretty much dead on going down. Um, Vic, I mean, I, I don't like the 3-5-2. Um, me and Jamie have spoken about it a lot. It's not a strategy I like, not just under Warren. I just don't like it in general. So maybe there's a little bit of bias, but I think... We've got players like MK, players like MK Dons. It's because it's his name's abbreviated when I've written it down. We've got players like Nathaniel Wenders Lang, not MK Dons, uh, and Tom Barkhausen, who are clearly, you know, the players you want high up the pitch. We're to hold them back. They're playing at wing back in positions they hate. And we're playing loads of players out of position. You know, we're playing a weird back three of 20-year-olds. Our average age is 20 at the back. It just doesn't suit our team at the minute, does it? Maybe next season when he brings his own players in, but it, it just doesn't seem to suit the team at all. So it's almost as if we're sort of trying to force our way onto this three-five-two. Um, we haven't got the personnel to do it. Um, and we were saying earlier on in the season, if it isn't broken, don't try and fix it. If four-three-three was the way forward for us, then why did we change to a three-five-two? I mean, at, at Forest Green, we looked a bit more comfortable when Chelsea was playing. But then, obviously, he's, he's injured again. He's just become a sick note. And we've gone back to that young back three. Again, we're going to make mistakes. We're more likely going to concede because of the naivety of it. Mendes Lang and Barkhausen are not wing-backs, whatever way you look at it. they're Like you said, they're much better further forward. And then we've got the two up front with Collins and McGoldrick. As much as I love them both, the pace isn't there. Uh, so if we're playing two up top, it's literally just like playing two old pensioners up top because defenders can read their, they can read what they're doing in terms of pace. If we're hitting it long, which we've been doing a lot recently, going long, we're not going to run onto the ball. McGoldrick hasn't got the legs, neither has Collins. So I, I think it's it's a it's a good formation if we can get the personnel, but we ain't got it at the minute. I mean, it says it all yesterday when he put Harvey White at uh, left wing back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Harvey White's played at left wing back a little bit um, at youth level. Uh, I don't know whose child or, or something we could hear in the background there. Certainly not um, mine. She's in the, she's in the back. <laughs> apologies for the accusation. Yeah. Oh, it's your brother. Oh, sorry. Apologies. Apologies. I could hear someone. I was like, who's that? <laughs> um, but on, no. on, on, on Mendes Lang, Jake, though, honestly, you can play Mendes Lang at wing back as long as you want. 
is not a wing back. Yeah. If I sat in a fish pond for long enough, I still wouldn't be a koi carp. It it it's just makes <laughs> zero sense, and we can all see it, can't we? We can yeah. all see it, and the one person who can change it. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I mean, you know, you look at Mendes Lang and Barkays and they're players that in the final third, that's when they come alive, when they're running at players and, and getting in behind and cutting balls back. I mean, Mendes Lang's got 14 goal involvements, but he's really struggled recently. And I know he was wasteful against MK Dodds and did have the chances, but in other games, his starting position is just so deep. He can't really do anything about it. You know, he's, he's so deep and it's just really difficult. And as Vic said, uh, Jamie, you know, I'll come to you because I know you love James Collins. Um, we, we play Collins and, and McGoldrick up front. I saw your face there. Um, we've got Collins and McGoldrick up front. And as Vic says, they're both not quick, but we try and hit teams on the counter attack. And it's just not working at all. And, and it just seems weird. I know we've not got a lot of players, but when you've got... Barkays and playing at wing back, Dobbin on the bench. You've got players with pace that can play that position. It seems a bit weird that we keep trying this this front two that doesn't seem to work. Yeah, and I'd say that Barkays is more of a striker than he is a, a wing back. So why haven't we given him an opportunity, you know, from the off? Um I agree with what Vic said. I mean, I'd probably beat James Collins and uh David McGoldrick over hundred metres, I reckon. Maybe over 50 meters or whatever, whatever the length of distance. But I just feel at the moment we really we don't have really have a, a way of playing. And, and to go back to what Chris said, you know, when you get the 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 formation and and kind of the personnel at 2 p.m. before a, a 3 p.m. kickoff, when we we're on that run, you knew what players were in there. You knew Bird was going to be in there. You know, you could kind of tell where how we'd shape up and how we'd go go about it. Why have we suddenly changed formation? got no real agenda, no real way of playing, this kind of reluctance to go and kill teams off, like I said before, it just it just doesn't feel... This almost feels reversed. This feels like it should have been when he first came in, when he's mm. trying to find out a way of kind of playing. It's almost like we've we've kind of put the... Gone back to... When when did he come in? Late September? I can't, mm. can't really remember. Yeah, September that, that's, that's what it feels like. So... Yeah, Barkhazen and, and Mendes Lang, not not wing backs. Um, I mean, Barkhazen I've been really, really disappointed with, if if I'm brutally honest. Um, I feel he should be doing more at this level given his you know, where he's been, what he's what he's probably capable of doing as well. Um but then again, well, sorry, if you're paid out of position. In, Jamie. Sorry to jump in, mate. Mm. I've I've got it written down here because I really wanted to bring this up and I'll I'll give it to you to talk about. Um Barkhazen was in his best run of form January time. And for some reason, Warren just dropped him. Dropped him to the bench. He scored like four and three or something like that. He was on fire. And then he got dropped. And he never really came back in again. And it just seems bizarre. You know, for all the good Paul Warren's done, it, it, there's some decisions that you just look at it and go, why? And, and that's one of them. I mean, sorry, you, you could carry on. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, no, it's, but it's it right. just seems odd. Yeah, it's fair. And I mean, this hokey-cokey bingo he plays with Jake Rooney as well, where he, he, he doesn't even put him on the bench. It's either he starts or he's he's out of the squad. I, I don't understand that. There's there's a few things that I don't I don't understand with regards to, to Paul Warren. And do you know what? I get it because he's got his hands tied behind his back. It's not his squad. He needs help. He needs improvement. Um, and, and that's why we've gone out and, and built the coaching team around him. And we've got the new head of recruitment and, and all the players that, you know, play, players that are not players um, in regards to off the pitch. So hopefully in the future, we'll, we'll see what that what they can do. Um, but there are some, some weird things. I mean, I tweeted out, this was before the MK Dons game. And I said, You've got your club captain, your first choice captain, and your third choice captain. Yeah, second choice captain, third choice captain, all on the bench on a, mm. for a home game. Should that be a worry? I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I understand not having the captain because he's, what, 38 years old. Um, and yeah, I think in a back three, he'd probably pass away. Um, but although I thought he did really well, actually, when he came on. I thought he did quite a good job when he came on. Um, but... I think it's just it's a difficult situation, isn't it? I mean, I've got written down here. We've we've only had sixteen players that have played more than ten games. You know, that's not many. That's really not many at all when you think about it. You know, that's not even a full team at bench. So we've had a lot of players, but when you think about the players that get dropped and the players that play every game, the players that you think, oh, they could do with the rest, play every single game, and the players that you think, oh, you know, they could be rotated are always or, or should be playing every game you know they're fit they're young all of that they're always on the bench and that's what i find quite weird you know we, we talked about mendes lang loads on the podcast about how he's he's not looked quite the same because he looks quite jaded we've got lewis dobbin who you know obviously he's not as good as mendes lang but he's always sat on the bench and he rarely ever starts and if he does it's for barkays and mendes lang always starts so it just seems weird i think the rotation of the team is it's not made as much sense as, as like few of you said. It's earlier in the season it all made sense and we knew what team was coming and we knew what players we were getting. And I don't know if it's to do with players being jaded or whatever, but it just seems strange that we're making these decisions. But well, sorry, I've spoken for ages. What do you think, Chris? What do you reckon? Well, you, what you just said there's right. Players have looked jaded, but they're still okay. We'll we'll always go back to Mendes Lang because I think when he's on form, he is unstoppable for us. But he, he's not been right for two months, hmm. I think. Personally, you know, I know, I know, he put a good good cross in for the goal against Forest Green, but he's not looked right at home. Um, you know, he's he's run the ball out of play more than anyone else. And then you look at Barkhausen and you, you say in January he scored four in three and then suddenly, oh, he looks a bit jaded and he has a rest. It, it just doesn't make sense. And 
you know, I know, I know there are fans. I've seen it all on Twitter the last few days. You know, we've not been, you know, look where we were this time last year. It's, it's a tiny squad. It isn't Paul Warren's squad, but there are some good players in there. There is, you know, it, it might have been before um, we started signing players that, yeah, just let's stay in the league and let's be grateful for what we've got. We've got championship quality players there, proper championship quality players there. And we're sitting back for 80 minutes against the likes of Bristol, no offence to Bristol Rovers, but Bristol Rovers and M- MK Dons. And you... And as you said, you can you you could at the start of Paul Warren's reign with it, you could see exactly what he's doing. You saw the team sheet on Twitter, and you knew exactly where everyone was was going to line up. Now it's a bit of a guessing game, and that is really concerning. And I just can't. I don't think he's going to change back in time for us to get back in that top top six. I really don't. And then and and the. And then you say after the past few weeks, do we want to get in the top six? Because crikey. Well, that, that's the big question, isn't it? I think it's important to clarify uh, if anyone's thinking it. I'm very much warning. I really want him to stay. Absolutely. I, really to be yeah. successful. I think I think all of us are. I think all of us are. I think people that are calling for his head are reactive, very reactive. I know it's great, but yeah, you, you've got to look at the bigger picture. You know, the, the, the few players that we actually have um, well, we have no players do in they're all about 50. So it's it, it makes it difficult. It's a difficult job for him. But I think it's important to look at both sides of it. You know, we showed we can play a certain way. We've tried to deviate from that way. Um, we've dropped some of the better players from that run. You know, Craig Forsyth, he was brilliant during that run. I know he had a couple of wobbly moments, but now he doesn't seem to be able to get near the team. So it's 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 a bit strange. It's a bit strange. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the most important thing at the minute is no matter what happens, we've got to keep back in the team. And I think the atmosphere's gone a little bit flat in recent games, mainly probably because we're playing so slowly. You know, we're not going for it, we're not really good in for it. There's no momentum, it's hard for the fans to get behind it. But I think we've got to try and be as loud as possible and back them as much as possible because turning on them won't help at all. But yeah, Vic, Vic, when you think about the games that we've got left, can you see playoffs? It all depends on Exeter. I think we need a reaction on Tuesday. Um, win that, and then I think we, we might have a shout. But again, like I said before, we haven't took the opportunities when they've been presented to us. So I, I, at this moment in time, I'm not too bothered if we finish in the playoffs or not. Um, like we said before at the start of the season, it's probably more. it's been more of a case of a free hit. It's been nice to be involved in the promotion mix, but really and truly, we just haven't got enough to actually get over the line, if I'm being honest. And even going back to the point Chris was making earlier, so I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but I've noticed it. I feel like there might be some player unrest in the team as well. I've got a feeling that there's something maybe going on behind the scenes with certain players. Um, Horahan, for example. Uh, I remember when he berated one of the players during a game. Um, very out of character for him. Corey Smith berates quite a few players during games when we concede, especially. Um, and I've also heard that Warner's had a chat with the players he wants to keep and who he doesn't want to keep. And I don't know if that's mm. impacted the team as well. 
So there could be a bit of play. It's really there. helpful, isn't it? With six, seven games to go. Really well, helpful. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not too hopeful. I mean, we've got to get a reaction at, at Exeter, but it's a tough place to go. Um, I don't see us really taking three points there. And we're running out of games now. And don't forget, Bolton's got a game in hand on us. So if they further, if they win that, then they, they, they're going further away from us. And yeah, we don't score enough goals uh, to even even challenge that top six at the minute. So I don't think we'll finish in the playoffs, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty damning assessment. Um, I, I think I, I probably agree with the majority of what you said there, Vic. I think... Regarding player unrest, I remember Corey Smith had a, a few really poor games, like real, he had a real torrid time at right back. And I know he's come out before and said he doesn't like playing at right back, um, which seems to be the case with a lot of our players. They seem to be played in positions they don't really like. And yeah, he came out and, and said that. And it seems like we don't want to put him at right back anymore. And that's why I think we've started playing the three because you have to play Jake Rooney there. And we had that, well, I think it was the Shrewsbury game where he gave away that penalty. And and you know, sort of give away give away the game. Um, and I think that's where that's where I do feel a little bit sorry for, for Warren though, Jake. Sorry 100%. for cutting him because because you know if 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 everyone was playing played in where they wanted to play, our formation would be two seven one. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I do have a I do have a bit of sympathy for him, um, um for him there. But yeah, it's. <laughs> Some, as Vic said, and I didn't know about the player unrest that you mentioned, but something doesn't seem right. Something hasn't seemed right for uh, for a few weeks now. Yeah, and it does seem strange. I mean, some players seem to get endless chances and other players seem to rarely get a chance. I mean, simply had that game where he scored a brace, didn't he? Um, and then he got the next game, which was, I think, Fleetwood at home were dreadful and they played us off the park. He didn't have a great game. I think he might. Did he come off at half time? Or, or early in the second half, yeah. And then he's not had a chance since in that position. He's just been shoved at left wing back or something like that again. It's like every time we have a player that seems that some players, if they have one bad game, they're completely out of the team and, and completely frozen out. And other players can have five or six dreadful games and still play every single week. I, I don't know. It just it, it confuses me a bit. And again, I desperately want Paul Warren to succeed. But... Mm-hmm. My one worry, uh, to go off what you said, Vic, is that if we don't make the playoffs, all of a sudden there's a massive amount of pressure on Warren going into next season because the restrictions are very likely to be lifted. Um, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure we'll be all right, or at least lifted partially. Um, So we'll have a bit more freedom in the transfer market. We'll have some of his own players. We'll actually have some players in their prime that aren't goalkeepers. You know, we'll have some, we'll have a, a different team and a team that's built in his image. And I know, obviously, Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't build a team in one transfer market, but it'll be seen as his team rather than this team, which is seen as Rossini's team. I mean, Jamie, it's it is tough, isn't it? Um, can you see the pressure being on Warren over the summer if we do drop out of the playoffs or do not get into the playoffs? Sorry, we're already out of them. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot. I think it will come from the fans, um, and I think, I think, I think you'd have a case, right? It, when Rossinia was, was he fired? Was he let go? I don't know what the, uh, the official term was. I, I like to say let go. I think it was more of like a chat of you know, see you later kind of thing. Um, but it was with the the hope that 
warm would kick us on. Now, if we don't make the playoffs, we haven't we haven't kicked on. The table doesn't lie. Okay, at the end of the season, people will look at where we sit and they won't care about how many goals David McGoldrick scored or how how nicely we played football or whatever. They'll look at the difference between Rossini's position and Warren's position. And if he doesn't get into get us into the playoffs, I think there will be a few fans that are saying, "Yeah, this you know this isn't good enough. There's no progress there." They've probably got a point. Um, I do think I agree with what you say. I think providing the restrictions are lifted, we are going to see a completely different kind of team next year. It's not going to be glamorous. We probably won't have the likes of, well, I hope we can keep McGoldrick, but we might not have that kind of flair and that, that excitement, but we will have players that will run through brick walls. We'll have 90-minute men. We'll have people that are as fit as a fiddle. Um, and, and maybe that's what we need to get out of this division. Um, maybe we're all in a, Maybe we're all a bit warped to think that we can have the likes of Connor Hurahan and enjoy him and, and David McGoldrick and have our you know have our cake and eat it kind of thing. I don't think that's the way to get promoted out of this division. I think it is a case of of being pretty unglamorous and pretty pretty gritty, to be honest. Ipswich look like they're about to manage it. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, I think Ipswich... Uh, but they've been down here, haven't they? I mean, they've been down here. They've been able to... Four years. If we, yeah, if we want to get up at the first time of asking under Paul Warren's complete squad and have that overhaul, I think that's the way to go up. If we want to sit down here for a couple of years and still continue to play nice football, um, maybe it will happen. Maybe, you know, maybe it won't. But I think that that's the way that, that he'll go. And I don't necessarily think... And it's going to sound really, really silly, and you'll probably all laugh at me, but I don't think he'd look at Dave McGoldrick and think that's my kind of player. I think he wants a different kind of striker, in all honesty. So I wouldn't be half surprised to see McGoldrick go and him almost be, for the older listeners, like a Bobby Davidson kind of one one season in League One where he scored loads of goals, broke a record, and he'll go down in in a bit of folklore. Um, But yeah, that's the way I think he'll go, if, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, yeah, we will see. We will see. Um, But just looking at the games we've got, so we've got two games in the next week. We've got four games left in the whole season. How quickly has that gone by? Um, Yeah, it feels like yesterday walking into that ground for the first time and Horahan scoring that last, well, it wasn't last minute, was it? But late winner against Oxford. Um, It's gone very quick. So we've got Exeter in midweek and Jamie's going to put the preview on straight after we've recorded this. So go check that out. Um, he's assured me it's good, so take his word for that. Uh, and we've also got Burton on Saturday. Now, that's a big game for me because I live in Burton and uh, a lot of my friends are Burton fans and we need to bat them because they always seem to get a result against us. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. Um, score prediction for Exeter away and then score prediction for Burton at home. Do you want cheerful, Chris? <laughs> Come on, let's have cheerful, Chris. Cheerful, Chris. Cheerful, Chris. Okay. I think, I mean, if I, I have heard the word, let's make a statement about 50 times this season and nothing's happened, <laughs> but we have to actually do it now. So I'll go 2 1 against Exeter and, yeah, 2 1 against Burton. Vic? Yeah, I think with Exeter, I think we're going to, I'll go 1 0. Um, I'm, maybe we should get a bit of luck this time. Maybe we'll get a, a last-minute penalty. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think we get a one-nil win. I think we'll beat Burton as well on the weekend. We're never really that 
we never really had a good record against them since we played them in a league sort of competitive fixture. Maybe what? Maybe our tide will. Maybe no. maybe with a turn. <laughs> Tidal turn, turn. I got there. Okay, you got there. You got there, mate. You got there. Jamie, what do you reckon? I'm going to be realistic here. Um, I think it's going to be one-one on Tuesday, and I think it's also going to be one-one against Burton as well. Um, and I could probably, I could see them signing Sean Barker on a short-term deal and him scoring the 90th <laughs> plus sixth minute. But I could actually, I, I'm going to say it now, and I'll probably put a bet on it, but we all know my bets are terrible. Um, I can see Brayford scoring against us. I can just see it as like a, a last-minute kind of scramble in the box and he, he scores. Whether he celebrates or not, I wouldn't know, probably. But uh, look, both, t- both teams, Exit is a hard place to go. Burton have really picked up in, in terms of, of, of their form. Um, so they're going to be two tricky games. And if if we play like we have over the last two months, which let's face it, we should do. I, I can't see us. I can't see us winning both games. Um, and I definitely can't see us scoring more than one goal and not conceding. So it's got to be one all for both of those. Well, and that might be. That's the thing. That might be enough to get us back in it. Those points could be huge. Well, it might be. You know, Bolton might. Bolton aren't exactly flying away with it, are they? Peterborough when you, aren't. When you look at the games we've got left, I mean, Exeter, Burton, and then Portsmouth, Chef Wednesday. I mean, oh, Chef Wednesday Jay. appear to be rivaling us for biggest end of season collapse. Uh, they're doing it great. I think it's one win in eight or something insane mm. like that for them now. And it'll be um, them in the playoffs, won't it, if we do sneak yeah. in? <laughs> Probably. I just, I just wanted to say, Jake, imagine if there's a situation where we're away to Sheffield Wednesday, last game of the season. We need a win to get in the playoffs. Sheffield Wednesday need a win to get automatics. Oh, God. And who have we got in goal? Sheffield Joe. Wednesday fan, Joe Wildsmith. What a story <laughs> that could be. Um, I might take a leaf out of your book, Jamie, and go off to the go off um, to the Maldives for that one. <laughs> but I think, look, if we were to get in there, I wouldn't mind us doing it on the last day of the season, just because I think that bounce that we could have going Definitely. into the playoffs. I don't want to. I mean, I've I've heard some of the episodes that you guys have done, and Vic's kind of mentioned limping into the playoffs. I think if we're going to do it, let's go and make a, a statement to to quote Chris there. Um, and go and and go and win it at Sheffield Wednesday, and maybe that bounce would be enough to to get us to Wembley, and then it's anyone's, isn't it? But yeah, I don't think we're going to do it. So well, I must take that. whatever you've you've been taking, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I I do hope so, uh, and obviously I know it's obvious. I I will re- I'm desperate for us to finish in the playoffs. We always say it's a lottery, it's a cliche, isn't it? But when you look at the teams around us, I mean, what happened the last time we got into the playoffs? At pretty much the last seconds, we went on and, and beat Leeds, who battered us all season. So, yeah, if we can get there, perfect. If we can't get there, we'll be very sad, I'm sure. But, you know, season's not over yet, lads. Season's not over yet. Right. It's if we it's go it. up. That's what's that, that's the worry, isn't it? If we go <laughs> up. Uh, we'll be all right. If we go up, we'll be all right, I think. I think, I think we'll be more than good. But anyway, anyway. That's enough for that. That's the longest therapy session uh, we've had for, for quite some time. Uh, I hope people did enjoy. Uh, if you did enjoy, please give us a rating. Uh, we review bombs by Ipswich fans, uh, which was very painful. Uh, so if you do enjoy, please leave us a, a positive review. Five stars is, is always really appreciated. Um, so, yeah, please do that if you can. 
Um, and if you do want to check out video content, if you listen on audio, you can find that on YouTube. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube or watching on Twitter, you can catch us Ramsort podcasts on all good streaming services. So yeah, that's the end of that. Uh, another great therapy session with the lads uh, after a not so great performance. So yeah, cheers, lads, for that. Love you, Jake. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, Jake. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.